Welcome back here on Big Blue View as we continue on to our rookie profiles, filling you in on everything you need to know about all of the New York Giants 2021 NFL Draft selections. We're on the day three picks. That means today we are talking Northern Iowa defensive end, pass rusher Ellerson Smith. We've got some fun things to cover with him because he is a unique athlete. Before we do, though, folks, make sure you hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and head to BigBlueView.com. So I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Nick Filato and Chris Flung for today's discussion. And guys, Ellerson Smith, as I said, unique athlete, listed at six foot six, two fifty-two, with thirty-three and a quarter-inch arms. In 2019, he had 21 and a half tackles for loss. 14 sacks at Northern Iowa. Incredibly productive, one of the best pass rushers at the FCS level, if not the best one coming out of the FCS for his specific draft class. The numbers you get at the Pro Day, though, insanely explosive in some of these categories. 41.5-inch vertical for a guy that is over 250. 10-foot, 7-inch broad, 46940. And then a three cone that was seven seconds. So we know this is a guy who has explosiveness, maybe hasn't really played up to some of those explosive metrics. But the one thing that we see here from Spencer Brown and also now from Ellerson Smith is that Northern Iowa has produced some pretty elite athletes. And I want to before I know we're saving to talk about the weaknesses, but I actually kind of want to lead in with talking about these weaknesses because I think in, and we hit on a little bit before the show when we were talking about him. I think one of the things seems pretty clear is that he's hasn't really, and he obviously didn't play last season. It, it feels as though he's not really playing up to some of the physical traits that he has for a guy that has elite length and really, really good explosive metrics. Well, it's you, you got to take everything into context with Ellison Smith. He was recruited to be a tight end at UNI, and he ended up putting like 60 to 70 pounds onto his frame. So he's learning a new position and kind of learning how to play within framework of his body, his weight. So everything's new to him. And that's, I think, a reason why he hasn't necessarily figured out how to unlock that posterior strength when he's taking on blocks. And he more so uses speed and finesse quickness to to win. And for someone who is learning a new position, you have to say, like, I, I mean, Chris, I'm very impressed with how he strings moves together. But I do believe, you know, maybe in a NFL weight room, I think maybe he can unlock that strength because all the weight that he's put on and the fact that he hasn't had that much time or game film, because remember, he didn't play in 2020 to learn that position and be able to really use that strength. So that's what I'm hoping for Ellerson, Ellerson Smith, because I feel like if he develops a power element, especially an element to, to convert speed to power, I think this kid's going to be ridiculous if he can unlock that. Yeah, I agree there. I think, I think probably the, better way to describe him than strong is linearly explosive. Like you put him in a straight line. He's a dragster. He can explode. You know, you've got that 41 and a half inch vertical, that 10, seven broad and a one, six, 10 yard split. So he can get moving in a hurry, but like you said, uh, unlocking that posterior chain, uh, really unlocking the powerhouse of the body back there and converting that speed and explosiveness into power. That's something he still has to learn how to do. Yeah. I noticed in his tape, he doesn't do a great job of like putting his hips in gaps, like really attacking half man leverage. Yeah. I liked, as you said, with how he's able to string moves together, he's a 
an edge rusher who has an idea of, of what to do with his hands, which is something you don't even see from powerhouse schools all that often. Like, you know, to go back a couple shows when we were talking about Aziz Ojolari, he has one move. You know, he gets after it with his you know, competitive toughness and his athleticism. But when it comes to just the art and technique of rushing the passer, he doesn't really have it yet. And that's somewhere that Ellerson Smith is actually a bit more developed and a bit more advanced. And that could help shorten his learning curve. But there's still so much more to adding that power element that he still needs to get. And I part of that could be just he is not used to his body yet. He is just he is he is new to being a big guy (laughs) yeah he's new to being a big guy and when you study his film chris i'm sure you saw this back in 2019 again you have to take that into account because he didn't get to play in 2020 and at the senior bowl you saw a slightly different player you saw someone who could hold up at the point of attack a bit better but a lot of times people would engage him he would actually win the pad level battle which is which is difficult because he's six foot six but once contact was initiated that center of gravity got risen he just did not have the strength or the core to hold down and anchor down and that's a real problem in patrick graham's system you need to be able to set an edge and i'm not saying that he We'll not be able to develop that, but that's definitely something that's going to be a concerted effort on this coaching staff to ensure that Ellerson Smith is uh, forced to learn. Because in order to earn early down snaps, you're going to have to be able to hold up at the point of attack against tackles, against tight ends, against really anybody who's trying to kick you off there. In 2019, he struggled with that against Iowa State, against North Dakota State, against programs that are, you know, I'm more pedigree, I guess you could say, than you and I. But that's definitely something, like I said earlier, if he can unlock it, man, we're, we're looking at a steal in the fourth round. Yeah, and it's interesting that you, you bring up the – I think that that's going to be the continual thing that we, we talk about with Ellerson Smith is the, the fact that he's still developing physically. And, yeah, he actually – it's funny that you also mentioned the fact that he was previously brought in as a tight end because Spencer Brown was also brought in as a tight end. So both these guys end up switching positions. They end up having success. But if you looked at both of their tapes – because they're pretty new to the position, they're relatively new to having way more mass than they're used to having or maybe were supposed to have as athletes, they're not really fully developed. And that's a really good coaching staff there at Northern Iowa where they were able to work on some stuff and help these guys get along in the four years that they were there, but just not enough for them to be as polished as some other guys who come out of the FCS, guys like Dylan Radens who went as early in, in the second round. But... Uh, Chris, you hit on the one thing that I think is a, is a good strength of his is he does have very good hands for an inexperienced pass rusher. I, I was really drawn to back when in before the what was supposed to be the fall 2020 season, I was watching tape on Ellerson Smith, getting to know him because he was one of the best returners on the defensive side of the ball in the country, not just in his conference in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And I really was attracted to the fact that he had pretty good hands for an FCS pass rusher. We tend to not really see that from these FCS guys because the best guys, and Ellerson Smith is a good athlete, tend to dominate just because they're more athletic than some of these tackles. And he didn't necessarily dominate all the time, but the times that he had good reps was because he had pretty good hand usage which is really good to see for a player of his size. If he can continue to develop that and continue to progress as a pass rusher, I think as we continually are going to say throughout this show, that is what's going to make him a really, really good pass rusher. Yeah, I I love how he can 
really string those pass rush moves together. You could see he has a first move. If it doesn't work, he has a counter to that. And those are that shows a maturity that somebody coming from an FCS level who's relatively new to the position, relatively new to his size, should not necessarily have. And also just to touch on his athletic profile, too, because it's incredibly unique. I believe there was only four players who weighed in at over 250 pounds and had over a 38-inch vertical, and that was Milton Williams, Jason Owa, Joseph Asai, and then obviously Ellerson Smith, but his was 41 and a half. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> the, the amount of things that you can do when you're that ex- explosive in your lower body and you have the ability to use your hands as a pass rusher, he should have a role in year one. Now, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation and it's going off script a little bit, but I wanted to bounce it off. If Ellerson Smith develops a little bit more power and starts earning a role early on, what does that do with O'Shane Zimenez, Chris? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, he ha- Ellerson Smith has so many tools in his tool belt that are available to him that he might not really have have a good idea of how to use. Like he's got pretty good hand usage, but he doesn't quite have that power element. You know, he's got good lower body flexibility. He can deal with tackles on the backside of running plays, but you don't want him on the play side, or you don't want him on the play side any more than absolutely necessary. Yeah, he's got that lower body flexibility. He's got that linear explosiveness. You know, he's got all of the pieces of being a potentially good starter that could, depending on what happens with Lorenzo Carter, that could mean that Zimenez might just become a victim of a numbers game. Of course, we, he's coming back from a shoulder injury himself. So we don't know where he's at. We'll assume he's healthy, but it's possible that Ellerson Smith could bump Zimenez and quite a few of the late round picks last year off the roster. So I want to throw this out there before we transition to talking about his his position projection, how we think he's going to fit into the lineup. How do you guys feel in terms of reading into the, the progression that he made physically in his time at Northern Iowa? And I, I think this is something that has dominated evaluating him and again Spencer Brown comes into this conversation as well because he's also somebody who has made drastic physical changes there's pictures out there floating on Twitter of the two of them when they were freshmen when they first got to Northern Iowa and how they look now it's insane to to consider that guys at an FCS program were able to put on as much mass as they did and become the athletes that they are and what I'm kind of curious is like do you guys think seeing that level of progression in four years is a positive sign for this guy's going to work hard. He's going to continue to grow. Or do we think there's a possibility that he could be not too far off from his his potential ceiling? I think that there's kind of two different questions to ask there. You, know, you have his physical athletic ceiling just as big as his frame will allow him to get, at least as big as he can get and retain his athleticism because, you know, Everybody has just a natural upper limit of what their body can do and not be working against itself. Like, okay, yes, you could have a five foot nine person weigh 300 pounds, but they're probably not going to be playing cornerback. And, you know, Ellerson Smith probably could get up to 290 pounds, but he's, he's still going to have that 40 inch vertical. Is he? going to start to become an injury risk. Like we saw when Jason Pierre-Paul played at 290, that's when his back problems really started to flare up. Uh, 
shortly after that, he had that uh, sports hernia. Uh, I think he also had some groin issues. And you know, everybody's body just has a settling point, just where it wants to be based on a, a bunch of different factors, pr- pretty much all of which you don't get a say in, <laughs> at least up to a point. But then there's also the other ceiling, which is just his ceiling as a player and as a technician, as a pass rusher. I do not believe he has reached his ceiling yet. I think there is a lot more he can do just from a technique and coaching and practice perspective where he can just keep getting better and better with those tools he has and keep unlocking and honing his tools as a pass rusher. And I I think that ceiling's a fair ways away. I think he's still a couple years away from reaching that ceiling. Especially like I said a little bit earlier with how if he can develop those power elements of his game and then he can become a three down player if he really finds a way to be able to develop an anchor that's going to be the big part of it and then he can earn early down snaps and then like i said you get an absolute steal so chris you nailed it and we saw bits and pieces of it down at the senior bowl this last year you're like oh who's that you and i kid he's winning one-on-ones and one-on-ones they're all tailored for that that specific position to the edge rusher it's difficult for offensive linemen to really do the one-on-ones because when you're in team periods and when you're playing the game of football, you have a guard next to you, but you don't on one-on-one. So you basically have an inside alley that's incredibly easy. You're always on an island. But then you see him in team periods and you're like, oh man, he's abusing people. I remember this one rep in a team period where I don't remember the pit offensive lineman's name, but he engaged Ellerson Smith and Ellerson Smith got his hands inside underneath the breastplate and then used just pure torque to just toss the guy to the ground. And then he separated and got up field. And I was like, that is an excellent rep right there from Ellerson Smith showing a little bit of power. So you hope that that can be developed a little bit more. And then Patrick Graham, who is really creative with his twists and his stunts. I I think that's a whole nother aspect to how Ellerson Smith can get early production because a lot of teams are going to focus on Leonard Williams, who is excellent in those types of situations, incredibly long, over 300 pound player, very, very explosive. You have Ellerson Smith working with him in that, obviously a much lighter player, but still quick vertically, quick laterally. I think the Giants can get some good sacks out of Ellerson Smith in year one because of the twist and stun game. So coming up, we are going to discuss how we think Ellerson Smith will project in this lineup where he will play. Before we do so, though, we're just going to take a really short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So anyone who happened to cover Ellerson Smith or see Ellerson Smith in his time at UNI knows that he was a lot more of a hand-in-the-dirt type of a player. And typically at, at FCS at the FCS level, if you're just bigger than everyone else, you're going to be asked to rush as a defensive end like that in most cases, depending on, on how your defense aligns. Even some of these lighter guys could even be playing inside. It's just the lay of the land with FCS players not being as bigger as FBS guys. But Ellerson Smith, coming now to the New York Giants, with that size profile of six foot six, two fifty two, how do we think he's going to fit in this defense? Because this is a uh, a three four defense. Typically, we we know how Patrick Graham likes to utilize his interior guys. We see how he likes to use his edge rushers and his his outside linebackers. Typically, more of a stand up rusher with those types of players. And if you just look at him physically, it almost makes you wonder. Does he fit that outside linebacker mold, which it seems like is the case that they're moving, or does he maybe fit the mold of interior guy if he adds a little bit more weight? Nick, what do you think about this? So I think it depends on what the Giants want to do throughout the summer and if they want to put him on that multiple PB&J diet and put on you know 15 to 20 pounds, that will really help his anchoring ability. And then I think he can maybe kick in and he can play that four-eye technique, maybe even on early downs, like I said, if he can develop that. But as currently constructed at 252 pounds, I think he's athletic enough. I know he wasn't asked to do it at UNI that much to drop to the boundary, do what Kyler Fackrell did, and then he can execute those roles as an edge rusher. So I'm looking at more of an outside linebacker type of thing. But I think on those passing down situations, you can get creative. You can line them up as a four tech. You can line them up four I, five tech, have them slant, have them stunt, have them, have them be the looper to the penetrator who would be Leonard Williams. Or you can just kind of use Aziz Ojolari in a similar way. You can get really creative with your personnel, but you may see – towards the end of the season, a little bit more of what Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin were doing. That's what I think Ellerson Smith will be. He'll just be a longer and I would say more uh, physically progressed as a pass rusher, technically sound as a pass rusher than those two players were and just a better athlete than both those players. So that's the kind of the role I envision. But if the Giants want to put on, you know, 15 pounds, you may see him in a four point stance with his hand that there's something that I didn't love to see him doing at you uh, you and I understand it because he was just like you said, a better athlete than all of his teammates. But I see more of a stand up guy who's who can drop into coverage if asked to. Yeah, I kind of look at him as an edge. I think he can rush from the two-point stance, maybe throw him out in a wide nine as a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end if the defensive package and alignment, all that calls for it. He could probably move inside on those obvious second and third and forever passing downs, You know, get that real good uh, athletic mismatch on a guard as a four-eye, maybe a, on a tackle as a five technique. Or you know maybe as a stand up interior rusher if they want to do that whole only one defensive line one down defensive lineman look that they did on occasion last year, yeah. His Ellerson Smith that is his physical frame is versatile enough. I think he could play almost any role they really asked him to. And I don't think he'd have to make a ton of changes to his physique to really pull it off. But I think the best way to get him on the field and producing 
as early as he can is as a stand-up pass rusher, just as that kind of hybrid multiple defense edge. So last thing I want to hit on here before we wrap up today's show is his ceiling and his floor, as we've done with all of these prospects so far. And I think once we start to move down into day three, the ranges are going to be a lot different than a guy that is is in round one and also round two. So if we're talking Ellerson Smith and we've talked up his potential so, so much, Nick, let's go to you first. How would you describe his ceiling and his floor? So for his floor, I'm going to go with the Cam Brown from last year. Now, Cam Brown had a huge impact on special teams. He was one of the core special teamers for the New York Giants. I think that could be his floor. And then he ended up earning more of a role towards the end of the season mostly because the Giants did not have a lot of talent at the edge position. We saw way too many snaps of David Mayo, saw some Trent Harris until he got injured. And then we ended up seeing some Jabal Sheard, who I thought played solidly for the Giants. But I think I'm going to go with Cam Brown as the floor. And then for a ceiling, I'm going to go with fifth round pick by the Seattle Seahawks last year, Alton Robinson, who stepped in, had 18 pressures, had four sacks, got home in some big situations and earned some valuable snaps down the stretch of the season for the Seattle Seahawks who ended up going on to the playoffs and losing in the wild card round. So that's kind of where I think I'm going with the ceiling. So somewhere around four sacks, four and a half sacks, if we're talking about really, really good. And uh, you know what, Patrick Graham could even be more, to be honest. But I think Alton Robinson is is a good thing to strive for, similar height, weight types of players. Yeah, I like that as a floor, just as a good, solid depth player, a guy who can, even just by virtue of his athletic traits, give you value on special teams. You know, that doesn't, even that's all we see him as, as a rookie. That doesn't necessarily mean he can't grow beyond that in his second and third years. I mean, this is going back a ways, but JPP was one hell of a special teams demon in 2010 he really didn't get on the field until injuries really started to hit the defensive end position but i remember him just blowing plays up and being a terror on special teams which you know that is not exactly what you want from a first round pick but you know it did show what he was at least capable of doing as a ceiling i'm gonna go somewhat ambitious i'm gonna say daniel hunter yeah, Hunter was a guy I loved coming out. Yeah, I was kind of a lone voice in the wilderness saying that, you know, we should keep an eye on him as a dark horse for a first round pick. You know, he wound up going, I believe it was the third round pick to the Vikings, you know, that but Hunter and Smith have similar builds. They're both, you know, six five, six six. They're both two hundred and fifty-two pounds, or at least, you know, they were at the time they left college. Uh Hunter's a little bit longer. Uh, just a little bit more athletic, but Smith, I think is, has a little bit more of that linear explosiveness to his game. So if he can unlock that, you know, just as a rookie, Neil Hunter had six sacks, eight tackles for a loss, nine quarterback hits. I don't think that is an unreasonable ceiling for a rookie in with Ellerson Smith's traits, you know, beyond that, you know, getting up to year in year out, 12 and a half, 14 and a half sacks, you know, that might be a bit much to put on the kid, but yeah, I think the potential is there. Whether or not he reaches it is up to Ellerson and the Giants coaching staff. Yeah, Ellerson Smith definitely has the potential and we're going to get to witness if maybe he gets onto the field, can develop himself into a decent role as a rookie. That will be something we will be 
watching closely in 2021. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and head to bigblueview.com for more great Giants content. Thanks for listening, folks. Talk to you soon.